fortify me. Oh Lord, fortify me. Oh Lord, fortify me. For simplicity of good teaching, it would be appropriate for me to try and define what the word fortify means. Let someone could go out there and say, he said 45. Not 45. 45. So, look at the de- definition of fortify here. It said, provide a place with defensive work as a protection against what? Attack. Permit me to pause, if this understanding is true, this definition is true, that is there nobody currently living on earth that has not experienced one form of either physical attack, emotional attack, or spiritual attack? Is there anybody that is exempted from either of those three or the entire three together? Every one of us, we are dealing with situations that we cannot explain why. What is going on in God's name? In fact, some have gone so bad, they claim to be believers. So, now listen to this very sad level of a weak Christian. Some Christians have gone so bad that they are attacked that they even eat conveniently when they are sleeping. Joyfully, and do you know the truth? Ignorantly, it does not make any sense to them. It does not matter. Because what kills the man sometimes is, in fact, not sometimes. Among many things the Bible said that can kill a man is ignorance. He said, my people, they perish because they don't have knowledge. So, you are, you are so spiritually cold that the devil conveniently can serve you cold food even in your sleep. And I've seen men who slept. They were crying in the sleep and they woke up and they saw tears. Don't let science bamboozle you that these things are just things to induce fear. No. There is more that meets the eye in life. Spiritual attack is real. It is very real. Don't let English. And I, the joy I have standing here today is that my pastor is a complete combination of, a God, of God's servants. Intellectually sound, spiritually enlightened. If you have never had an encounter with him one-on-one, you won't believe what I'm saying. But if you have met with him one-on-one and you sit before him and you are hiding your thoughts, if he choose not to say it, it's just an attempt maybe not to offend you. Now, listen to this. If you believe God is real, then don't be foolish. Devil is real. And if the devil is real, he has a function. He has something he's doing. And if there's something he's consistently doing, like the scripture told us, moving around, looking for a womb to devour, and he's devouring every day, because if there was nobody that is devouring, we'll have been out of business by now. And from the look of things, from the look of things in scripture, it doesn't look like he'll be out of business anytime soon. Because if the prophecies of the Bible are real, remember the one in Timothy saying the last days, perilous times shall come. Somebody must be the engineer of those perilous times. Remember the one he told you in Matthew 24? I mean, Matthew 24, he said, these are the signs of the end time. Lovers of themselves, people will deceive each other, blah, 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 blah. All these things are orchestrated by the forces of darkness. And you know the good news? You are in this world. You are not of this world. Am I correct? So God expects you to know what you do when you are standing, surviving amongst adversaries. And the only place he has organized and structured to enlighten his children, prepare them for existence and dominion on earth, is his house. He said the house of God is described in 1 Corinthians, I believe 15. He said the house of God is the ground and pillar of truth. 
If you need to hear truth, come to God's house. If you need to hear facts, open your news. But here is truth. Because truth has no generational interpretation. Truth, in 1961, is truth today. It does not expire. So God spoke to us through his servant and said, there is a prayerfulness attitude that is needed because there is an onslaught. And then interesting enough, when he came up with that subject, the incident that happened had not even happened. And so this evening, the direction of my intention and instruction is that if for some reason you are going cold in your prayer life, your night is wasting away. You know, night is not just about sleeping. Psalm 19 says, night unto night uttereth speech. But you know there are some people that they will not sleep at night, they watch movies, they work with brother, and they are believers. They are believers. So that your night does not waste away, because during the day, you hardly pray. You hardly pray during the day. Most people wake up by 5.30 in the morning, and they are up running. The best of prayer they pray between 5.30. Now, good news is that there's a whole lot of pockets of prayer bodies all over the nation now, via the net. There is a... Um, oh, oh, you know them. You know, some of you, you don't form here. You know them. What God cannot do does not exist. You join them from that. You use it as a substitute for your prayer life. Can I tell you the truth? It is not a perfect alternative. Join the prayers. It's okay. But that is your own private prayer life. And you don't achieve it during the day. So, you are expected about before you go to bed, at least let there be said that in the seven days of a week, I heard it from a very interesting and prominent man of God. He said, a week will never go past that I will not have a day that I fast. A week. One day will fast. So, let it be that a day will not go by without you saying, today I am fasting. Every day, of the, uh, every day of the week. One day of the week, the whole year. So my focus is to regalvanize, provoke, and stir up the urgency for you to visit your prayer altar. Because the truth is this. The hotter you are in prayer, the more uncomfortable the enemy will be around you. And this evening, I'm going to be looking at fortification. One of the benefits of a good prayer life. I will draw your attention to a story that I will not read because you're already familiar with the story. It's a story of a man that we all know very well. The Bible described him as a very diligent, rich man, uh, very upright in every way. And the Bible told us that they were having a meeting in heaven and devil came by. So that takes away that idea that the devil cannot visit church. He can visit church. The devil can visit where God is. The only thing the devil will be afraid of is what you will do when you are in the presence of God. So the devil showed up in that meeting. And while the meeting was going on. The devil noticed him by way of decorum. You know there's an attitude from God. The devil, God notices everybody. He noticed that. Hey you. By the way how are you? I'm sure they must have exchanged some pleasantries. Because if you think. Jesus fasted 40 days. The devil showed up after 40 days. He was not afraid of Jesus. Well, how much more you? Say you where are you? Where have you been all this while? He said ah me me, I've been moving around, though. I've been moving around. Oh, really? By the way, I'm sure you must have met one of my sons down there while moving around. Before even God could land on the sentence. He said, Job, uh, I would have dealt with him. Believe me, it's my duty. One of my mandates is to deal with people. I have one primary, three primary ministries, John 10.10. 10. I kill people. 
I steal from people, I destroy people. So if you notice these three things happen in your life, don't blame your neighbor. It's not your grandmother. It's not your mommy or your wife. It's the devil just doing his own job. So you just do your own job too. Don't bother telling me about Job. I have attempted several times to kill from him, destroy him and all of that. But do you know what prevented me? I don't know if you can remember what prevented him. Huh? D-H. The man was fortified with a wall. Impregnable wall that no force from hell could pass through. Imagine you have such wall around your own life. It was the devil himself that said I could not. And believe me, if devil personally showed up on your matter, you must be very important. Because ordinarily, we will have sent emissaries. We will have sent small, small witches, small, 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 small demons in your... We will have sent... Before devil himself will show up. So, if... Of course, none of those demons, none of those other foreign angels could have attended the meeting. It should have been the, the head, the overall representative of the foreign angels. So, he showed up in the meeting. Meaning this. Now, take the lesson. Meaning God has the power, the capability for all his children to surround them with an impregnable hedge that no matter what is going on left and right, nothing will move them. Believe me. He has it. So if currently you feel you are under attack, fill in the gap. It's a simple jam question. Because when God was now going to tell the devil, go ahead, what did God have to remove? The edge. So, believe me. Now, let us now leave the story and let's ask a question. What did Job, what did he do? What part did he play to keep the hedge firm around him? Who can tell me? Let's even have that little. Now, this is Job now on earth. The cosmic, this cosmic conversation was not revealed to him. Do you know Job was not aware that that discussion was going on on his behalf? The same way the way you are sitting there, somebody is discussing whether to bless you or not. I be, believe me. There is someone thinking, ah, it's time to bless Mr. Collins. Yeah, trust me. Conversation is a catalyst for change. Now, for those of you that attend, thank God it's Friday with PFP. John Silly Brown. As you will learn a lot in church. Oh my God. I would never have known John Silly Brown. John Silly Brown is not on any syllabus. <laughs> Pay attention to this. What was Job's response? What part did he play? For God to look at him and say, You, you don't deserve the calamities that befall other men. But I need to protect you to an edge. What part did Job play? Who can tell me, please? Please help a little now because this is going to be a cross section learning. For those who have studied the story of Job, you should know something that, because the, what he did was even was listed, itemized in the opening chapter. Alright, someone please learn from someone here. Because this edge must come back to our life. This edge must be in our life. Because all this, you know I love the scripture that says, when others are saying there is a casting down, remember that scripture? When others are saying there is a casting down, what would you be saying? No, say it like you mean that sentence, like you know it's real. When others are saying there is a casting down, what are you supposed to be saying? That's a lifting up of a lady. So when those in your office are being fired, lady should be experiencing what? Promotion. If you are seated in this room right now and you are complaining like everybody is complaining that you are broke, something needs to be checked. Yeah. Because 
when they described Job, Job was a very rich man. No? As a matter of fact, he was described to be the richest man in the entire East. So he was a rich, well-righteous man. So, Christianity is not synonymous to poverty. Oh. So, what did Job do? Can someone please help a little? I want just three things he did. Three things. Um, praise God. We're speaking, okay. Praise God. Um, number one, the Bible say that, says that he feared God. Eh? 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 He feared God. Don't be in a hurry to give instructions. Eh? So that some people here who are already rebelling, their heart is rebelling against God. They can understand that you cannot desire the edge when your heart is constantly fighting God. They said the man who enjoys supernatural immunity, supernatural immunity against COVID, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I, uh, Job covered his nose. Because part of what, now you see, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Because I will show you that all this COVID nose, all this HIV, they had always been, no. If you study the nature of the disease that came upon Job, it's not anything different from the high, the, the highest symptom of HIV. For someone to have so much sore that he needed a broken pot to scrape his body. A once upon a time rich man. How did he get there? The hedge was removed. May the Lord not remove the hedge over our lives. Amen. No, no, maybe you should have this other prayer point. May that hedge not remove over your children. Amen. The Bible said he was a man that did what? Feared God. Not a man compromising with God. I love the way you're about oh, bear along. That's how Yoruba men will put it. Everything he does is governed under the auspices and the influence of the fear of God. Not the fear of a man. Okay, shoot out there. So you should be asking yourself, on a scale of 10, my God, my God fear scale, would it be 10, 10, 8? You know, under pressure, you don't fear God again, you do as you wish. He feared God. Okay? He stayed away from evil. He stayed away from compromise. He was upright. He was upright. And lastly, he was a perfect man. He was perfect. There's one more thing that he was constantly doing. One more. Pray. Pray. She, would, would you recall that the Bible told us that Job, when his sons are out there, you remember that? When his sons are there, what would he be doing? He will be on his knee praying that in case and in event of the occasion of celebration, Lord, they have sinned against you. So we are referring to a man who is a constant intercessor. Now, in case you don't believe he was an intercessor, how many children do you think he had? How many children did Job have? Ten. So let's imagine Collins, Lyde, uh, Mrs. Zetafia, all of us, we are the children of Job. That means Job would not have prayed, say, Lord, protect all my children. No, no, no. Real intercessors don't pray general prayer because devil does not have attack you like that. Devil attacks you one by one, migraine. When he's done with migraine, he will not move to eye pain. Then he will not move to malaria. Not move. That's how he moves. He's not just once. So, he started to call them by name. Oh, Jake, let us supply. Pray for Lydie. The Lord, whatever Lydie is, preserve and protect Lydie. Lord, watch over Lydie. Anything that will make Lydie offend you, let, him not, let her not do it. One by one. And you put it in, calibrate it in time. How many minutes do you think you would have taken Job to pray for 10 children? So you should not be surprised why the hedge was constantly on fire. So, the direction of fortifying ourselves today among many areas that can create fortification for us is that we need to get back to our prayer room. 
So, I will give you another funny, interesting example of some people who felt they don't need the edge of God. They wanted to build their own edge by themselves. As I speak, I know your mind is already browsing. Who are those people? They, they, don't, they are not Christians. They are not like uprights, God fearing. No, 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 no. They just realized that their life also was under threat and attack. And the best possible solution to prevent the attack was also to build an edge with their own hand. Who can remember them? Anybody here? Now we're going to compare the two edges. Because in our current day, some people are doing their own private edging by themselves. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the last one in my hand. I can't give it to church. Because by the time I give this one, now how do I get home? You know, you have just built an edge. Every attempt to self-protect yourself is the design of a self-made edge. No, 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 no. I can't go to church today because by the time they will close in church, I will get home very late. And you know my area, ham robber used to attack them. Hey. You're already creating a self-made edge. So let's look at these people that made their own edge. Waiting for anybody who can remember them? Should I tell you? Should I announce it? Remember this category of very wonderful rich city? They were so rich, so endowed with technological ability. Eh? Lepaske. Eh? Ma? God bless you. That's how I want. Lord bless Mrs. Etefia. Bless the works of her hand. Let that designer close his sewing. Let you reach out to governor's wife. Let great people come and patronize her. Believe me, whatever I say here, <laughs> because I'm seeing it on that ordained altar of heaven. They were so blessed and they needed to protect their wealth. They had no business with God. The, have you ever imagined for whoever is an engineer here, how you build a wall that six chariots can stay on it? Six. Not a cow. One chariot will take not a minimum amount of four horses. One chariot. And you can line up six so, what is the width of this wall? Not just a wall to protect the gate. The wall to protect the entire city. How many years did it take them to construct that? Hey! Some of us are building edges, self-made edges around ourselves. So, let us not compare. So, devil came to the edge of Job. He could not do anything. He could not penetrate it. So, you just imagine what brought down the wall of Jericho. <laughs> it's an eye opener it's a lesson for everyone it didn't take anything much than some wonderful man just taking a walk just taking a walk for seven days I, I, I imagine the first day they took a walk they went back to their camp, they ate manna, they ate chicken and they are fine the second day they took the same walk No, I, and I imagine that, what do you think would be going through the mind of those inside the wall <laughs> let me tell you what they would be going through their mind <laughs> they don't have they don't have axe they don't have dynamite. They don't have anything. All they are doing is what? Walking. When is, your, when is the turn of God to bless you? It's not by gra-grau. Just hold it. You just be at home and you just hear a phone call and just hear, is that light day? Ah, can you deliver this thing by tomorrow? He say, yes, yes. How much is it? He say, can you have about 50 million worth of it? By the seventh day, all they did was what? I don't know if it was hallelujah they said though. 
But all I know the Bible recorded was that they just shouted to the God who can destroy any edge from anywhere. The wall did not fall down like this. Oh. The wall sank. Zim. Six. It wasn't six feet old. In fact, let me tell you something you forgot in the storyline. Um, uh, Muslim of the Harlots now. Um, Rehab. Rehab's house was built on it. So they could have constructed a duplex on the wall. <laughs> and in less than a shout, it was gone. Brethren, that thing you are using to self-reserve yourself, it can all be gone. The real wall is the one God built around you. I see the Lord building a wall around us here. All right, I want to establish the necessity to know that surviving in this old situation going on all over the world, now we have to cover our nose, which is very okay, because I heard that this, the, um, what's it called? the disease center is getting filled day by day. The count of today was 505 people infected. It's real. It's part of the prophecy of the end time. Plague. In all of this, what was the... What is the provision of God for our existence and survival? And he told us that it, is, it will start with a prayerful lifestyle. But for today, God is saying, bring them that I want to fortify them. And I see the Lord do that for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you believe, you say it better. Amen. Amen. Let me reveal to us this evening that the pathway to fortification starts with the revelation of the word in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. You all should know that by now. The pathway to fortification to be fortified, the journey to that dimension of divine protection is Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall corrupt with flattery. But the people, two categories of description there. Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who what? Who know their God shall what? Hey! So if you are feeling weak here today, the antidote to that weakness is increasing the knowledge of God. When you act confused, it is not the confusion that is the problem. Your knowledge of the situation is just not adequate. It's time to go and study. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. Study to build capacity. If you not finish the whole of that verse, he said, when your capacity is now built in the place of study, then you can show yourself without shame. The pathway to fortification, number one, is there must be a deliberate conscious increase and eagerness in the knowledge of God. When we say knowledge of God, we're referring to revelation. Now, when I say God, now, revelation is not what was said yesterday. Revelation is what he's saying now. God does not have a past. God does not have a future. Every day, he is the same. New every morning. So you left on Sunday. That was the last revelation you had. Now you are glad to be here today. Between now and next Sunday, you need to update. The pathway to fortification number one is what? Those who know their God shall be strong then in that strength, they will carry out what? Exploits. Take responsibility for that statement. It is your responsibility to seek the knowledge of God. 
Let me show you again very quickly. I want to establish the pathway to fortification is the commitment of God to ensure that you are fortified. Open your scriptures to 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12. You read a beautiful line there. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12. God again re-emphasizing the concept of fortification. 2 Samuel chapter, chapter 7 verse 12. This was a promise from God. Are we there? Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. He said, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you. Who will come from your body. When you check this version in the King James Version, it says it will fortify his kingdom. So for reference, please stay with me on King James Version. It will fortify his kingdom. The word established there means how we rest them strong. That is the promise. When the days be, he promised. So the promise of fortification originated from God. Don't feel weak tonight. If you are feeling weak, tell God it's time to fortify me. Number two, because I still want us to pray. Number two, Second Kings chapter 20 verse 22. It was also an instruction God gave us to fortify ourselves. Second Kings chapter 20 verse 22. God instructed that we are fortified. He said, then he turned his face to the wall. Second Kings 20, 22, not 2, 22. 22. Please write down these scriptures. It's to establish us that fortification is part of the component of our divine protection. You can't afford to have your gate open. You can't. He said when the wall is cracked, he said the serpent will come in. Don't crack the wall. Don't crack the wall. Are we there? Say, um, upper room. Second Kings 20 verse 22. Alright, let's move to Jeremiah 51 12. The first one was a promise from God that God asked you to fortify. The third point is that God instructed you to fortify yourself. It's an instruction. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord had both devised and done that which he spoke against the inhabitant of Babylon. He says, set it up and make it what? Strong. This is an instruction. So those who have a prayerful life. So as you pray, which we are going to pray tonight, is to say, Lord, I fortify my son. You know, I've had many nasty things in the just couple of, uh, today's Wednesday, between Monday and today, I've asked myself, ah, how are believers coping? Economic weakness, mental weakness. A young man that we were in the same bus, you know, because of the nature of the job I got into recently, the same bus, the same bus, going to Yanoyekwaja, he sat there on the chair, typical of everybody who will be quiet in a bus, the man was quiet. We all got to the last bus stop, I lighted from a bus, and the guy didn't get down from the bus. What is the matter? They started to shake him, shake him. No way. They had to gather water, poured on him, and then he came back to life. What is going on in the mind of people? It will surprise you the intense pain, mental stress people are going through. But you know what the good news says of God? God has seen all these things long before you were born. And he prepared, he made provision for your safety. And he wrote it there, I will never forget that scripture. When others are saying there is a casting down. Be deliberate about believing the integrity of God. You will say there is a lifting up. Now, 
one of the things that guarantee the fulfillment of that scripture is that the walls around you is divinely fortified. And that's why the focus today is prayerfulness, but in your prayerfulness, pray the prayer of what? Fortification. Oh, ni jadi ni kulowo na o. It just ebi ba pono o ni ba worry. Those are the prayers fathers and mothers pray on their children. Going out of their houses. In my in as a Yoruba boy, one of the Jajesara. Am I correct here? God instructed that we fortify ourselves. In the book of Zechariah chapter 10, I believe, Zechariah chapter 10, just write it down, pick out the scripture. The, the last, the fourth one is Zechariah chapter 10. And God was saying that, He was promising them in that scripture that I will fortify you, I will protect you. No evil shall befall you, no evil shall befall us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Quickly, I move to what are the primary things you should do that you can do to increase your fortification. Number one, never joke with the communion. You remember on Sunday, there was a testimony that was given here of how a young boy insistently every year will go to the doctor. Every year of his birthday, will go to the doctor. And I'm sure they must have been praying. They must have been praying until they contacted the revelation of the communion that fortified them. And from the testimony we heard, after that encounter with the communion, the demon departed because they have been inoculated. You know, I know how many of you have taken the, the COVID jab? And I have been privileged to take the two jabs. When you take the inoculation of the Holy Communion, no demon, no demon blood can contest with the blood of Jesus inside your body. Now, not taking advantage of this inoculation or this divine vaccine is your fault. So, let me ask a question. How often was the scriptural recommendation to take communion? How consistently did the Bible say we should take it? Eh? Now, this is a practical class. You should not go out there. Now, I'm not going to scare you, but trust me, I have honestly lost confidence in our healthcare system. I personally. Because we heard the story of a, a Nollywood actress who passed on. You remember that story? A friend of mine was in the same room when they brought her. In fact, the gas they could not, you know, they were giving her gas to breathe. The, the remaining gas, that my friend took it and gave it to another neighbor that was passing out. What happened to her? They are taking her to different places with different diagnoses. Only for them to not realize that it was COVID. Of course, by then it was almost too late. Now, listen to me, saints of God. These things are the things that should happen to mortal men, not saints of God like you. You can't be a perpetual consumer of, com of communion. Do you know what the communion entails? It entails the blood and the flesh. Now, maybe you don't understand the meaning of that. That blood was not, it's not the same blood that came from a father and a mother was a divine blood. What is the scriptural dosage for communion? He said, do this. How often? Eh? Say it, say it like you know it. As often as you remember me. How often should you remember God? If I, it should be running through you. Like we know that you can, under five seconds, someone meeting you for the first time should be able to tell you are a believer. Am I correct here? Because now, a typical believer who for some reason was walking and hit his leg on a wall. Usually what should come up to your mouth is what? Jesus, yes. If he was not a believer, what would they say? Yes. yes. And if it's not, if it's the other, other one. Five minutes is too much for them to discern you to be a believer. 
communion. In fact, let me say it. The way things are going right now, you should be taking communion every morning, every night. For divine vaccine, real vaccine. And I can tell you few of charge here, there are countless testimonies of men who have enjoyed the benefits of the blood. Now, when we now have it done as a corporate body, the power is immense. So, one of the things I'm leaving with you here, to fortify yourself. Don't take it lightly. I'm not joking. I'm not saying this to impress you. The pastor has many things to think about rather than praying for your super, silly, silly typhoid and malaria. Pastor has a lot of things to, to, to do. Say, Pastor, this malaria is dealing with me. You are very lucky you have your kind of pastor who will attend to you. Some pastors, the protocol will have switch off your phone. But you cannot be, and I'm saying it confidently here, you cannot be a perpetual consumer of the communion and be a victim of sickness. Never. Number two, that you need to fortify yourself after the communion is called the communion of the saints. Community of the saints. Let me read the story to you and it will shock you. It will shock you. The story in Acts of Apostle. Read Acts of Apostle for me, please. Modern Media, help me with Acts of Apostle in case you remember the other ones. Bring this one up. Acts of Apostle chapter 12. Acts of Apostle chapter 12 from verse 17. Let me make it snappy on this one because I want, I want, to, I want them to see something. Can you start from verse um, from verse 1, please? Thank you from verse 1. Thank you very much. From verse 1. Now about now, listen to this story. Oh, it's a very interesting story. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hand to a vex setting of the who? Of the who? Uh-huh. What did the church do to King Herod? He was just upset. That why are they guiding to serve God? And he was vexed. And he did what? Do you know who James was? He was the brother of John, one of the disciples of Jesus. And listen to what he now observed. Listen to what he observed. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Uh-huh. And because he saw that what? It pleased the church. How, what that means, I sincerely don't know. Is it that the church, they kept quiet? Or the church said, uh-huh. Allah, Lomu. How did they demonstrate the attitude of being pleased that the king saw it? Eh? The Jew. He was referring to them as the church then. John was, James was the Jew who was the member of the church as referred to in the first verse. He saw that he pleased them. Look at what he did next. And because that he pleased them, he proceeded what? Further. To do what? To take Peter. Did he take him? Was he able to take Peter? Yes. He took Peter also. Then were the days of what? On living bread. Did he go for that place? And when he had apprehended him, he put him in a prison, delivered him for four cotton neons of soldiers to keep him, intending after he started to bring him forth to the people. Please go on. Peter therefore was kept in prison. Semicolon. What followed next? Let me ask a question. Why didn't they do this for James when they took James? No, no. Simply because they didn't think anything was, anything was going to happen to James. No, because some of you think God is a magician. Because it is God, things will just happen automatically without your responsibility. So when they saw what he did to James, to, to James, and now took Peter, their brain came alive. Necessary, but the prayer was made without what? Seizing. 
Ah! It provoked the saint. You know, that's why one of the mistakes the devil will do most times is that he will think one incident will scatter the sheep. No. Sometimes one incident brings us together. Now, I will never have imagined the immense love I saw with the brethren in this church on the incident that occurred. Unbelievers were stunned. No, I tell the devil, on the message we heard on Sunday, we're not letting anyone go because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. They helped Peter and they told Herod, you are too small. Let the brethren come together. We will move any Herod away. Now listen, but the prayer was made without season. The church unto God for him. The church unto God for him. Please go further. And when Herod would have brought, when Herod would have Meaning it was already was an, a concluded matter. That the way I dealt with James. Now so that tells something. That if the devil takes one. Don't think he's going to retreat if you don't do anything. We will stay together and pray without ceasing. And the good news is that the teaching two Sundays ago was prayerfulness. And today I'm saying it's time for us to what? Pray without ceasing and fortify. And when they prayed for Peter, you know the story. They didn't get Peter out on bail I hope you know that. Peter was not signed out on bail. The king of kings himself stood up. Broke our protocol. Ah! With all the gra-gra of the other guy they took in Kutonu, he could not get out. The guy walked out of the gate opened on his own accord. That's the God you serve. And he stepped out of the city. And then I said to myself, why didn't Herod go after him again? I will know if I try now. <laughs> Why didn't he go after him again? And that ended the threat of the enemy on the church. Saints of God, we will pray. We will pray without ceasing. Because we are not letting you go. Good things are still happening to you. Amen. If you're that person, say better, amen. amen. So I want you to please understand that our togetherness is part of our vaccination. Don't miss the gathering of the brethren. Staying alone will not strengthen you. Call me. You will not lie to me that if, since you have seated there for the past 30 minutes, tell me you have not gained anything. You will not have gained it on radio. You heard it in church. Come and stay with the brethren. Come and stay with them because there is, there is steam and there is fire. Fortification by communion of the brethren. The last thing that guarantees fortification that I will say here, among many other things, is listen to this one. Ordinarily, you would have expected me to say the word of God. No, not the word of God. I call it word incantation. You know word incantation? Mr. Collins, you know word incantation? You know, have you ever walked on, you are walking and suddenly you had this sharp headache. From nowhere, the headache just came. Careless, undiscerning believer will say, what do you hear for me, sir? Ah, Panador. No. A man who has been trained in grace has sent me to understand the power of word incantation. Have you read the scripture that says no divination or enchantment against Israel will survive? You know, as you hear that day, you say, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. Ah, my God in whom I trust. Ah, hey, they shall fall by my right side. Ah, One thousand shall fall. What you are doing is what they call, have you ever watched Yoruba movie? Incantation. Now, the problem now is that how many word incantation is in your bowels? You woke up from the middle of the dream. You don't know what the dream is all about. And you slept back. Ah, Church, you don't know. Mm-hmm. 
You cannot be under such a warrior like our senior pastor. And you, the, the enemy threatening you, you hear the voice of a bed, a, a silly bed on your window. And you now carry your duvet, your duvet. And you start to shake on that. It is not this church. Maybe you are a newcomer here. Even the bed we just had to avoid. Avoid him. Word incantation. So, to be a word incantator, if there's an English like that, you must have been consuming it. You must have been consuming it. Please rise on your feet. We want to pray. My time is almost up. I'm going to lead us in a prayer in Psalm 125, which is a scriptural, scriptural guide for tonight. And I want you to pray it. In the very, uh, this is a prayer pattern we learned from our pastor. We don't pray, we pray scripture because the integrity of God is in the scripture. And so every prayer I'm leading right now is an extract of each verse. And so after you, I, tonight, you can go and be reading your own. But I beg you from tonight, God did not rest on the first day. He rested when? On the seventh day, when he was done with his work. You are resting too soon. You are resting too soon. The work, you are resting already on first day. When there are six days to go. What happens? It's time to pray. Now I want you to open to Psalm 125 for me quickly. Now I start with the first prayer point. He said, they that trust in the Lord shall be as what? Mount Zion. Um, which shall not, you cannot be removed. But abide there forever. So say, oh Lord. Say after me. I put my trust in you. Give me strength to resist every move of the wicked. To resist every move of the wicked. Against my life. Against my family. Against my children. Against my job. Against my church. Against my pastor. Take it and pray it in five minutes. Oh Lord, I receive strength that I will not be moved by every attack of the wicked. Against my life. Against my health. Against my children. Against my family. Against my church. Against my family. Against my job. Every attack of the enemy that wants to move me. Lord, every effort of the wicked to move me from my job. Anyone in my office whose intention is to move me off my job. Lord, give me strength to resist them. Lord, give me strength to resist them. Lord, give me strength. Uh, I want to be like Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, uh, but abide there forever, Lord. Uh, I want to be like Mount Zion, Lord, uh, which cannot be removed. Uh, nobody will remove me or my business. Nobody will remove my health. Uh, nobody will remove my joy. Nobody will remove my joy. Nobody will remove my peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, I am Mount Zion. Uh, I cannot be moved. Uh, so let it be in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. We want to pray prayer number two in verse two now. Verse two says, As mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forevermore. So you will pray this prayer. Lord, hedge me, O Lord. Say, hedge me, O Lord, with your unbreakable wall of protection. Hedge me, O Lord. Hedge my family. Hedge my children. Hedge my pastor. Hedge my church. Every member of this assembly, build a wall of fire around them. Oh yes, build a wall of fire as the mountains are around Jerusalem. So the Lord is around about his people. Lord, we are your people. Lord, we are your people. We will not fall victims of sickness. We will not be victims of disease. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. As mountains are around about Jerusalem, uh, let your mountains be around Grace Assembly. Let your mountain be around around all the HOD. Let your mountain be around all the ministers. Uh. Let your mountain be around all the pastors. Uh. Let your mountain be around all the children. Uh. Yes, Lord. Uh, let's surround each child of this church. Uh. Surround each member of this church uh, with your fire in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. Let's take prayer number three. Just five prayer. Prayer number three. You will say number three. He said, For the rod of the wicked hmm, shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Ah, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. When the enemy over frustrates you, you will compromise. Ah. You want to take a prayer right now and say, Every, Any of my heritage, any of my heritage that the wicked is targeting, any of my heritage that the wicked is targeting, let them fail. Uh, let them fail. Uh, any of my heritage, my job, my family, my children, my church, the ministry, the children of Grace Assembly, anything that is important to me, everything that is important, that the enemy is targeting, that wants to make it a point of sorrow, let them fail. Oh God, uh, I stand in prayer uh, for the rod of the wicked. Uh, the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon me. The rod of the wicked shall not rest upon you. The rod of the wicked shall not rest upon our church. Uh, the the rod of the wicked will not rest upon our children. Lord, preserve our children. Let it be, oh God, uh, in Jesus' precious name, we are afraid. Number four, on the second to the last, he said, do good, oh Lord, unto those that be good. Bible, the, the, the man of God told us on Sunday, he said, do things are still happening in your life. I want you to lift your voice, uh, Lord, let heaven open over me. Let every goodness of my life uh, come to manifestation. My good marriage, uh, my good children, uh, my good wife, uh, my good husband, uh, my good church. Uh, he said, do good, oh Lord, uh, unto those that be good. Uh, do good unto me, oh God. Uh, do good. Let me see good tomorrow, Lord. Uh, let me see good on Thursday. Let me see good on Friday. Let me see good in my business. Uh, let me see good on my children. Lord, do good, oh God, uh, to those that are good and to them that are upright. Uh, in hearts, in the name of Jesus. Father, I give you praise and glory. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. The last prayer. Is that as for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be what? Upon grace assembly. Lift your hands to Father Lord. Shower your peace over my life, oh Father. Shower your peace in my health. Shower your peace upon my church. Shower your peace in my life. As I go out tomorrow, I go out in peace. As I come back tomorrow, I come back in peace. There is peace in my life. There is peace. Everything that is troubling me, Lord, speak your peace over it. Everything that is troubling me, my finance, speak your peace over it. Whatever is troubling my health, oh God, speak your peace over it, oh God. Whatever is troubling my children, I speak your peace over it. Peace shall be upon Israel. Peace shall be upon Nigeria. Peace shall be upon Grace Assembly. Peace shall be upon my destiny. Peace shall be upon my home. Peace shall be upon the pastors. Lord, let your peace be visible in your life. When others are saying there is a casting down, I will say I have peace, Lord. I have peace, O oh Lord. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. If you know you have been baptized with peace, can I say amen? amen? Lift your hands and give God thanks for your prayer. It has been answered. Receive the testimony. Receive as you go out tomorrow, you go out in peace. As you come back in, you will come back in peace. Uh. And your business will experience peace. Your health will experience peace. Uh. There is peace in our home. Uh. There is peace in our life. Uh. Thank you because you are the Prince of Peace. Take all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' precious name, we have enjoyed peace. The saints of God say better. Amen.